You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey there, everyone. I'm Ken Goldberg. Welcome back to Leveling the Playing Field, where we debunk myths, fallacies, and misunderstandings about markets, investing, and risk. Today, we're going to talk about what's been called the ninth wonder of the world. But before we do that, let's recap what's happened so far in 2022. 40 trillion, with a T, trillion dollars of wealth has been wiped out and the stock market and bond market crashes so far this year. That's enough to slow any economy, yet our Fed continued to aggressively stimulate well beyond when it should have. Now that inflation has been clocking in at levels not seen for decades, the Fed is scrambling and likely over-constricting the economy. By that, I mean tightening too much and too many times. And what's going to happen is they're going to find out that they've destroyed the economy. The problem with the Fed and the numbers that they use, which are, of course, crafted to solidify their actions, is that they are backward looking. So they don't really reflect what's going on anywhere close to real time, which means that they kept stimulating throughout 2021, even though the economy was already ramping up to become inflationary. And the numbers finally caught up. And so inflation, as we've seen in the last three to six months, continues to show unbelievable levels. And last week, as a matter of fact, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, came in at something like 8.5%, which is just unheard of in modern times, probably in the last 40 years, probably since the 70s. Yet the tightening policy continues at the Fed. And in fact, in about three weeks on November 3rd, Third, the next FOMC meeting, the next Federal Open Market Committee meeting where they set interest rates, is probably going to see another minimum of a half a point hike, more likely three quarters of a point hike. And who knows, by the time we get there, we could see even a full 1% interest rate hike, which means that the lagging backward-looking numbers that they use to justify all of the stimulation they put into the economy over the past decade hasn't caught up yet. And they are going to continue to over-constrict, to over-tighten interest rates, which is going to eventually push the economy into a recession, not just a little recession, because they're really turning off the blood flow. 
but a very, very deep and painful recession. And that is why the markets here after, what, nine and a half, almost 10 months, we're nine and a half months into 2022. That's why the markets are, you know, down 23% in the S&P, down 35, I think it's 38% in the NASDAQ at this point, and not done falling. They may be close to a short-term relief bounce, but they're not where they're going to need to get to in the next year, year and a half at the most, to better reflect this massive constriction policy that the federal government is bringing down upon us. So that brings up what's been called the ninth wonder of the world. Everyone knows what the first seven wonders of the world are, the pyramids in Giza, etc. You can Google it and find out. What's the eighth wonder of the world? Compounded interest. What's the ninth wonder of the world? Dollar cost averaging. Now, most people think they know what dollar cost averaging is, but in the past decade or two, it's too boring. So nobody does it anymore. And now they wish they had been doing dollar cost averaging because they wouldn't have all of their chips, all of their money, I say all of their, all of our money, we wouldn't have all of our money exposed to the market at last year's all-time highs. Remember, the markets peaked out between last November of 21 and January of 22, and they've fallen so far so fast because of the policies of the past decade, which got the population, the herd, the crowd of us investors way too, we feared no risk going into the latter part of 2021. So we put all our money into the stock market. And then we borrowed money from our houses to add money into the stock market and Bitcoin market. And we leveraged ourselves into oblivion. And now not only have the markets come down and stocks come down, but the leverage is multiplying the decline because we've borrowed money and we're losing borrowed money. So we've not only lost our own money, now we've lost borrowed money and we owe that money back, which is costing us interest along the way. So we lost our money, we lost borrowed money, and we're paying interest on our lost money, which is why you see these monster rallies like we saw last Thursday the 13th when the market opened down on the CPI number. Dow was down 500, 600, 700 points and closed up six or 700 points by the end of the day, a 1,400-point Dow intraday move, which is just incredible. And that's because so many of us are so bloodied and bruised from the markets over the past year or two that we'll do anything to try and get that money back or to try and make at least enough money to pay off our loans on our losing market exposure. It's literally the snowball rolling down the hill. And the snowball is right now, as I speak, about halfway down the hill, probably not even halfway down, probably about 35% of the way down the hill, about a third of the way down. So what's the rest of the path look like for the snowball? 
Well, it's about to come into a little uptick in the mountain, slowing its decline. The snowball is still going to build. The debt, the leverage that we're still involved in is still going to be there. And then eventually that relief little plateau will give way to the final slide down the hill later into 2023 or into early 2024. But now is the time to employ and deploy the ninth wonder of the world dollar cost averaging. And so here's how it goes. We're going to use this EF, which is known as the symbol is QQQ, and that is the index fund on the NASDAQ 100. So the NASDAQ 100 is not the 2,000 stocks or 1,200 stocks or however many stocks are in the NASDAQ. It's the 100 largest stocks in the NASDAQ. So the real big mega cap technology stocks. And we'll use that because everyone seems to like those stocks. So we're going to use that as an example. So the QQQ peaked last November at around 400. And now the QQQ is about 270. That's about a 37% decline. And last week, let's see, last week it actually reached 255. So that was a 38% decline from the all-time high. 408 to 255, 37.5%. That's ugly. That's terrible. And especially in such a short period of time, less than a year. So here's the thing, though. If you were among those that believed in everything that was being told to us, you kept buying your triple Qs or QQQs all the way up into the top. And because all of the financial media has been doing nothing but parading bullish market commentators at us for the past year, then we've been kind of convinced just to stay in our investments, to not panic, to buy the dip, to have faith. Yet our money is down 35%. And the question now becomes, well, what do I do? Do I sell down 35% or do I do a different paradigm? Well, the old paradigm is buy the dip and fear the decline. The good thing about dollar cost averaging is that it flips the paradigm. Instead of fearing price decline, dollar cost averaging makes us want and look forward to price decline. Why? Because we're going to be putting money into the market on a regular basis, let's say once a month, over a period of time that we think the market has risk. And every time we put money into the market, we want it to be at a lower price. It's like when we go shopping for that big screen TV and it starts off at $2,000 and then Amazon has their prime day and the $2,000 price tag becomes $1,500, well, we like it. We want to buy it. So we buy it. But we really wanted to buy two TVs. But at $1,500, we can't afford it. So we buy our TV, we wait, and pretty soon it's Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and that $1,500 TV is now $1,000. It's just what we've been waiting for, and we finally get to buy 
our second TV. What have we done? Well, instead of paying $4,000 for two TVs, right? The original price of $2,000 times two TVs, $4,000. We've actually got to buy two TVs for $1,250. Our first one, we bought at $1,500. Our second one, we bought at $1,000. And combined, we now have two TVs. We paid an average of $1,250. So we have two TVs for $2,500. Look at all that money we've saved. All of that is good news. We have our TVs, which we're going to use for years, and we got to save all that money. The same thing is the plan for dollar cost averaging. In fact, that was dollar cost averaging your TV price. So we're going to use QQQ as an example. And this is the time you should get a pad of paper and a pencil so we can go through this and you can get the, the whole concept. The most important thing about dollar cost averaging is not stopping because it's a plan that takes advantage of price decline over time, actually even price rise over time. It doesn't matter if the price goes up or down. What matters is you get to average your price. So we're already in great shape now because the markets, particularly QQQ, is already down 35%. So we're 35% better off than everybody else who got stuck at the all-time highs. This assumes that you didn't get stuck up there and that you're looking to deploy money now. So you're already 35% ahead. That means the risk to your capital is 35% less than it was at the all-time high. A lot of the risk has already come out. Now you want to just ensure that you're not putting in all of your money at one time, then have to suffer through further decline. So here's how you do it. Let's say that we believe the markets are going to be vulnerable through the end of 2023. So between now and the end of 2023, that's 15 months. So we take our 15 months and we divide and we divide the capital that we want to deploy. Let's say we want to deploy $50,000. Instead of buying individual stocks and worrying about the earnings and all the different things that we have to worry about. Let's say we just want to buy QQQ, which represents a hundred of the biggest technology stocks. And we're going to use that as our exposure to the stock market. So we want to get approximately $50,000 invested into the market between now and the end of 2023, about 15 months from now. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to invest 10 shares at whatever the price is in QQQ every month. Let's say today is the 20th of October. We're going to start today. We're going to buy 10 shares and every 20th, and you can set this up at your brokerage firm automatically so you don't have to remember yourself. And in fact, I recommend that because otherwise on the 20th of every month, you're going to come into your time to add your dollar cost averaging plan. And you're going to say, "Uh oh, well, what if it goes down further? You have to take that mentality right out of your brain, and you have to just let the math work. So here's the math. 10 shares on the 20th of every month until the 20th of December, 2023. What's that going to do? That's going to get us 150 shares over the next 15 months. And let's say that the price, which is now 270, which was 408 a year ago, falls another 100 
30 points from 270 down to 140. That would be unbelievable. If we were able to start our dollar cost averaging at 270 and bought little by little each month, and it eventually went to about 140, then we're going to average somewhere around $200 a share if it falls equally. And it doesn't matter how it falls. It just matters that by the end of 2023, we have all of our money invested. So let's say that this plan happens on the 20th of every month. We invest our 10 shares. 15 months from now, we have 150 shares. The average price of our purchase over that time period comes out to about $200 a share. Of course, I'm guessing, but stay with me. And now we have $30,000 in the market. Well, what have we gained? Instead of paying $400 a share at the all-time high, instead of paying $270 a share on the day we started our dollar cost averaging program, October 20th, 2022, we've averaged our price all the way down to $200 a share. And we have our 30,000 of our $50,000 invested. But what do we do with the other 20,000? Well, it turns out that that's a great benefit because along the way, price isn't going to drop perfectly equally. There's going to be some really bad days. So you set up your dollar cost averaging program to invest the same 10 shares, no matter what the price is on the 20th of every month. But on really ugly days, you go in manually and you add five or 10 more shares yourself so that at the end of the 15 months, you'll have more than 150 shares. You'll probably have closer to 200 shares, maybe 250 shares. And at the average price of $200 a share, 250 shares would be your $50,000. And so your goal is at the end of this risk window, let's say we think that the risk window could last to the end of 2023. That would mean, of course, that the bear market lasted two years, because remember, the all-time high in the NASDAQ 100 was November of 2021. And if we can get to November, December of 2023, that would be a two-year bear market, which is about how long bear markets last. That's why I chose the 15 months from now, because that would get us out to the average bear market length. Now, what if it goes to March of 2024? Well, okay, you'll continue to add your 10 shares until you have reached the amount of capital that you're comfortable with. So if your goal was $50,000 into the market by the end of 2023, you'll continue to add your 10 shares per month until you reach your 50,000. When the 50,000 is over, it's over. The sooner or the later, it doesn't matter. It matters that around the time the bear market ends, and we're about halfway done, around the time it ends in late 2023, early 2024, your ideal amount, your 50,000 is fully in the market. Because what happens after a bear market is typically many years of above average growth. So instead of the long-term average in the market, going back 100 years, let's call it 10% a year. After a bear market, the next several years are well above the average. 
let's say that the post bear market from the end of 23 or early 24 for the next five years averages 20% a year. That's a pretty good average. Now, if you've got $50,000 in the market and you see five years in a row that average 20% or more, your $50,000 is going to become $150,000. That is a huge amount of growth. So again, it doesn't really matter what the price is each month. It just matters that you put the money in every month and you get all of your money in around the time that the bear market ends, give or take a couple months. That's dollar cost averaging. You say you take the same amount of shares and you buy it every month, no matter what the dollar price is. That's one style. Another style equally as good is instead of a fixed number of shares, in our case, 10 shares per month, you use a fixed number of dollars. Let's say $300 per month. $300 per month or $3,000 per month or however much you want to have your fixed investment to be. Fixed amount of shares, fixed amount of dollars, irrelevant. The only thing that's relevant in dollar cost averaging is beginning the program having a defined end to your program, whether it's dollar-based, $50,000 or whatever it is, or time-based and completing the program. Once the the program is complete, in fact, while the program is operating, it's doing the best work it can do. It's doing the ninth wonder of the world program, which is minimizing risk, spreading risk over a window of time, in this case, the time we chose was the average length of the bear market, and getting your ideal amount of investable money into the market by the time the bear market's over. Remember, very few people know exactly when the bull market ends to the day and know exactly when the bear market ends to a day. And because very few people are good at that decision-making, we can take that whole decision out of the process. In other words, we can take the the typical paradigm that everybody operates under, which is buy low, sell high. The problem is no one's very good at it. And we can turn it around, which is buy and continue to buy low or high to get the money in. It takes a little bit more patience, but over the long term, the outcome is always better. It might not always be better in absolute performance, but it's better in what's called risk-adjusted performance. In other words, the amount of risk you're taking on your money is much less over time than putting it all in on any particular day or in any particular month. If you put it all in at any day or month, you're deciding that today is a low price based on the old paradigm of buy low, sell high. If you buy, then you must believe it's a low price. Otherwise, why would you buy at a high price? And we take that paradigm, we flip it so that instead of being fearful of price decline, we're hopeful of price decline. The best thing that can happen for the next 15 months is that QQQ, triple Q, can fall from its current 270 down to 130. And as a matter of fact, the faster it falls, the better. So let's say at currently 270, let's say six months from now, it's already at 130. And it stays at 130 until the end 
of 2023. Well, that means that it fell quickly to 130 and it stayed at 130. So every month on the 20th, when you went in to buy your shares, you were consistently buying it way below the average of 200 that we computed earlier. You're consistently buying it much closer to $130. The faster it falls and the longer it stays there, the better it is for dollar cost averaging. Okay, so here is this amazing tool that used to be very popular in the 80s and the 90s when markets didn't have the Fed goosing them and juicing them as much as we've had in the past two decades certainly in the past one decade since the 2009 crash, since the invention of quantitative easing, since the printing presses started to roll, since $10 trillion got printed. And back then in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, markets moved higher on average, more like the average, more like that 10% long-term, 8 to 10% long-term average. Even 10 is too high. Pension plans use 8%, but let's just say 10. So the longer that markets perform this above average rise, the steeper they have to fall in order to correct the separation in performance from the average. And oftentimes they go below the average. So we're likely to see, even though this year, like I said, the S&P is down 23% and the NASDAQ 100 is down 35%. Even if there's a rally sometime this year, we're still likely to see a pretty negative year and we're probably going to see more than one. So we likely see 2023 as a negative year as well. Maybe we see 2024 negative. I don't think so. Even if it starts negative, it doesn't look like it'll be negative by the end of the year. And so here it is, the opportunity to take the concept of dollar cost averaging, use it to reverse the paradigm, change our mentality from fearful of price decline to hopeful of price decline and allow us to get money into the market that will serve us over an extended period of time. That said, dollar cost averaging is not a strategy for a six month time horizon. Not enough time not a strategy for a one-year time horizon, not enough time. Why not? Because it's going to take more than a year of dollar cost averaging to get our money into the market in this example. So for instance, if you needed the money for college in the fall of 2023, if this money was going to be for your kids or your own education, and you needed this money to be at least as much as it is now, if not more, then first of all, being in the market with it is a bad idea, as can be experienced in the last year. And dollar cost averaging is a bad idea because it won't even get the money into the market for the market to do its work. So dollar cost averaging is a much better plan for the five to 10 year money, the five to 10 year time horizon. And that's really how the crowd, the herd, little guys, the public like us need to think about the market. The days of the quick money-making stock market where you buy it in October and you get to sell it in March and you get to have huge gains, that's not this environment. That's also, as many people are learning, that's not this environment for housing. House flipping and condo flipping, that's not the game that's being played right now. 
And if you're trying to play that game, which has been a fabulous game for the past five, 10 years, you're experiencing tremendous pain now. So you have to play the game that's playable. And the game that's playable now is dollar cost averaging, the ninth wonder of the world. Okay, hopefully this has reminded most of you what dollar cost averaging is. It hasn't been mentioned on financial media. Haven't heard it on Bloomberg. Haven't heard it on CNBC. Not in the papers. No one's talking about it. Typically, the time where we want to be looking at things is when no one's talking about them. And so dollar cost averaging, you can also use it for Bitcoin. You can use it for any investment that allows regular and capital addition. It's it's hard to do it for real estate unless you use a real estate fund or a real estate ETF or a real estate mutual fund. Not a bad idea. And if you like real estate, then find a fund that you can do this with, but make sure you dollar cost average and make sure you stretch out your capital entry program to the end of what you believe the price decline will be. And if you say, well, I don't know when the prices are going to stop declining, let's use the average bear market, which is about two, two and a quarter years. So again, hopefully this has been a reminder to everybody what dollar cost averaging is. If not, it's a way to shift the paradigm from fear of price decline to looking forward to price decline. It's a way to get capital into the market. It's a way to reduce risk. And it's a way to have a plan and a program so that the market serves you well. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to Leveling the Playing Field this week. There's thousands of podcasts that you can listen to, and I really appreciate you choosing mine. It would be fantastic if you could hit follow and download the episodes so that you could be notified in the future as soon as they hit. And of course, we look forward to seeing you next week. We got you. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.